Welcome back to Culture Hang with me, Hannah. And me, Holly. Where we talk about popular culture and share our opinions that no one asks for. And yet, we've done it for over 100 episodes, so... We're here to stay. We're not leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry about it, but it is what it is. Um, Yeah, all we do is talk about popular culture. And if you want to get in touch about any popular culture you like or give us your opinions in any way, there is social media Mm -hmm. linked in the description. Um, You can also leave us a little review if you want to. And also in the description, we have a Patreon. We do two bonus episodes per month. We Ooh. have talked about a lot of people on there. Who have we um, talked about? We've talked about Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner. We've talked about Daniel Radcliffe, who I've seen other people more recently looking at him. I've seen video essays. I'm like, this oh. is the thing. I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I knew what was predictions. Yeah. Um, we did the Gwyneth Paltrow controversy recently. Yeah. Um, I can't remember anybody else. There's lots. We've done like, I think we've done quite a lot on like <laughs> Elon Musk and Grimes on there as yeah, well. Yeah, big updates coming on there. Well, have been on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to, if you like what we have to say and you're like, what happened? Where's that person? Yeah. Where have you ta- not talked about that person? We've probably talked about them on the Patreon and yeah. it's the best way to support us. We also do Bad Book Club if you want to read a fun, trashy, romancy novel um, and you're a bit like, what do I read next? We have tons of suggestions. Read along, let us know, and often they are free or very cheap. So, yeah, it won't break the bank to find your next book. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, if you fancy having a look at that, you're more than welcome to. Um, but no obligation to, just if you fancy it, it's a bit of extra content there. Um, some good fun. Yeah, good vibes. I like it. I think it's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the marketing for today. And welcome back, basically. Yeah. Just welcome back. How's it been? Has it been sunny where you are? Has it? Weather update. We yeah. love to know. <laughs> let's, not, let's hear about it. Um, but yeah, welcome back if you're new. Hi. This is it. This is what happens. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> a very <laughs> underwhelming start but um let's just get into some pop culture we've seen this week and then we'll get into a big topic that we're going to focus on today what have you seen um sorry for anybody that's not on tiktok um this is going to be quite tiktok specific as i feel like i say every single week the whole podcast this week <laughs> is quite tiktok specific so <laughs> sorry um there's a she's become controversial michaela Nogiria? Nogiria? Um, She is a makeup girl on TikTok, but most recently um, she's created a new viral sound where she's gone Kim Kardashian! That Michaela, Michaela from the uh, the mascara. (laughs) Mascara Michaela, yeah. So if you don't remember, like maybe a couple of months ago, Michaela had another controversy, which was (laughs) such a a weird controversy that um, she was she put a filter on. She as was she's, doing an was, advert. Was for, it false eyelashes? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, so the, the allegation is she was doing this <laughs> advert for something like Max Factor for mascara and she's putting it on and then suddenly her eyelashes look quite <laughs> radically different. But my thought is, that's not the first time that's been done in mascara marketing. No. But um, then I saw this sort of snowballed into people being like, there's loads of examples now of her um, advertising something when she's doing sponsored content. Mm. And then later on doing videos where she's like, products that aren't actually really good with these sponsored <laughs> products, products she's done in the past. Which, again, like, I don't have a massive 
issue with it, but I can see that it leads yeah. to distrust, and I understand it. But this one is funny because well, people are now <laughs> saying that this isn't her accent. Well, this is it. They found like old videos from a previous workplace yeah. that she and she just, you know, she just gets very like She's normal got, American you, accent. It's still there a little bit. I think you can hear it a little bit. It's not the Kim Kardashian sort of situation. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting. I think. I feel like on a scale of, you know, Ilaria Baldwin to yeah. this, it, I think it's not too bad because she's not changed her accent. That accent was clearly there, just yeah. much more subtly. And I think throughout <laughs> your life, depending on where you are, your accent does change. Like, yeah. if you're yeah. if you're around people with the same accent as you, it gets stronger a lot of the time and if you're in a workplace often you try and minimize it especially her accent like (laughs) it's quite an extreme accent it's very fun and i love it but it's not (laughs) in a workplace i could see that maybe you might not want to i mean with the world having this reaction to the kim kardashian sound (laughs) i can see that maybe she wouldn't have wanted that at work but it's so funny to me. It's so I love hearing it. And I love I hearing love people sound. like practicing it. Yeah, I really love it. Like I, it brings me too much joy to be angry about it. I just enjoy it. I understand like when people just are very distrusting of her now. I think the uh, the mascara thing has led to some definite distrust of Michaela. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I really enjoy it. I enjoy listening to that accent. I enjoy listening to the Kim Kardashian sound. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so good. I love it. What else? Um, concert news. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Matt Healy. Mm. Who who would have thunk it? We did um, Matt Healy on Celebrity Corner. Just remembered. Just recorded. Yeah, we have. Um, we very recently did Taylor Swift's breakup. So, wow. Look, all the context you could possibly need on how we feel. Um, but my predominant feeling is how? How How is this man? How How does he do it? What does he do? I know. I don't I don't understand. I, do they just look up at them with like, sad eyes and just shrug their shot? And they're like, oh, Maddie. The only thing I can understand, the only time I've really understood how this would work is when he was on chicken shop dates. Yes, and he had a certain charm. He does have a level of charm that I imagine yeah. in a certain setting would work very well. Yeah, like he in that one environment, I was like, yeah, okay, this sort of weirdness he has yeah. could come across <laughs> as charismatic, um, but if not, very bizarre, very strange. Um, I don't see them interacting. I don't know what they talk no. about. I always think this about people dating Matty Healy, though. Yeah, it's not related to Taylor Swift. It's just what. What does anyone talk to Matty Healy about? Right? Like, what conversations is he having in his day-to-day life? Um, But I think it's fun. I think, like, after we spoke about the Taylor Swift Joel one breakup and how he really wanted privacy, which, fair enough, if he wants privacy, yeah. I'm down for that. You know, it's, maybe she's just enjoying someone being like, yeah, I'll be too public about this. I'll be this kind is... of concerningly public about this. Yeah. But it might be what she wants. She might, like, as a little, like, rebound moment, be like, mm. I'm maybe not going to be forever, but it's quite nice to have someone for the not right care now. for us to be seen, like, want us to be seen Holding together. hands. Because why... This man is punching. He's, yeah. he's punched. This man is always punching. All... <laughs> Throughout his whole life. <laughs> 
I'd like much these love beautiful to him, women. If you like, like, if he was just like in a club and he came up to you, oh God, I would be, be a little bit scared. Not based on how he looks, but just his general demeanor. I'd be very scared. It's quite intense, I think. Well, I just think he'd have like some raw meat on him, and I I've, just ever since I found out about that, I can't shake it from my brain. So that's I always think about him with like a stake in his pocket. Now that's just it's got a stake in his pocket. It's <laughs> just how I'm thinking. But you know. I think maybe it's a good thing. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I, it feels like a fun thing to have had. Not fun, but like, I know a lot of Taylor Swift fans are like, why are you doing this? They're mm. not accepting of Matty Healy as an introduction. They really haven't, which I think is interesting. And I also feel like a lot of Matty <laughs> like, Healy fans will be like, we don't want Taylor Swift yeah. in here. So it's interesting. Maybe they're going to, the fans are going to evolve. They're going to join mm. together. It could be a treaty. <laughs> like it's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see how that develops. Start but... a petition to get them to break up. <laughs> it's like this has gone against the fandom. The fans do not approve this relationship. <laughs> we don't like it. But genuinely, they don't. They don't like it in any way. No, I've heard. I've heard many uh, slanderous things. Yeah. Also, now again, being like, um, Miss Tree Payne, what's she up to? <laughs> Again. Oh my god, yeah, Tree Taylor Payne. Sp- <laughs> Tree Payne is Taylor Swift's publicist that we learned about and now we are obsessed with because she does an amazing job. Yeah, she because does. no if this is the work of a publicist, no one would have thought that oh, no. this pairing was oh, good. No. And yet I do see it probably working out in both of their favours. Definitely. So Somehow. well done, Tree Payne. She's like my the best publicist because every other publicist is terrible. She's cashing in that paycheck Genuinely. this month. Um and then Eurovision happened. Previous night, yesterday. Last night, but um, not last night when you're listening to this. No, so it's on Saturday. Saturday night for everybody. Yeah. Um, it was quite blandish, I found, except for Finland. Oh no, I loved it. Did you love this one? Yeah, I was having a great time. I thought it was really fun. Ooh. But maybe it's the environment. I feel like the environment yeah. was very good, and maybe if maybe if I watched it at home, I would have turned it off midway through. Yeah. No, I've liked. I liked the acts. I think it was maybe. You've not given my full attention to it was possibly the issue with Maybe. it, but um, I people are very upset that Finland didn't win, um, and are calling for it to be not jury voted anymore because there's What's this conspiracy. New, <laughs> like, like this happens this every been, year. Exactly, this show has been going on for decades. Yeah, like, I, I think we have this every not year. Going to change it now? Because <laughs> the, yeah, the whole thing is that it's a conspiracy that Sweden. One yeah. because it's ABBA's fiftieth anniversary of winning yes. with Waterloo next year. Um, Isn't that mad? Fifty years. Yeah, ago. <laughs> mad. But also, like I can imagine, if it's a conspiracy, a meeting went down where the heads of Eurovision were like, "If we do this, there's going to be uproar." <laughs> and then they went, "Well, it doesn't really matter because they complain about this every year." Yeah. <laughs> so we're still going to do it, and next year they'll still turn up and watch. Like I think yeah. partially the enjoyment of Eurovision is just the complaining and the memes. Like we don't <laughs> don't often go to actually enjoy democracy. We go to <laughs> it's not my it's not where I go for that. It's not your pinnacle of democracy. No, <laughs> democratized no, thought. <laughs> it isn't. But I I watch it just because you watch you watch it to complain and have a chat like yeah, it's like the yeah. Met Gala you yeah. really watch to judge and if someone happens to have like a a, a secret bop that they produce from Eurovision <laughs> it's even better yeah but it's not something that like it's never going to be a positive reaction no every year we claim it's rigged and it probably <laughs> is I mean 
I thought people had the same comment last year. Yeah, they did. We still had a lovely time this year until the end. Yeah. We just don't like results. No. <laughs> it's so much waiting as well. I think that's the... This is true. It's a long list of countries. <laughs> it's a long list of countries. And the zany... Hello, Liverpool! <laughs> I, I love that. Because, you know, when there was that meme a couple of months ago, maybe it was last year, about the... um the girls in like the beauty pageants that do the like they um, really yeah. shout their countries and there's the one girl that's like France um, and I always find it with Eurovision as well like ha- they always say them in such specific, wa- specific ways and I feel like Estonia is always such a big like crowd pleaser when they say it they're like Estonia every year like you can't really shout certain countries like I understand why that girl said France the way she did because France! It's, it's a rough word to scream, but yeah. also, same with England. I know. It's a bit, it just seems a bit like maybe maybe you're a problematic person if you scream England. Yeah, no, it's not. Don't do that, anybody. No, it just feels <laughs> a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Like, it's a bit concerning. It doesn't get the same reaction. No, no, it really doesn't. And I, I wouldn't suggest anybody does that. But it's it's like the start of summer for me. I think it's... It's always enjoyable to see, but it is very funny that everyone is surprised and that we have the same circular conversations that we always have this time of year. It was, I mean, this year did feel especially prominent, though. Like, the crowds were, like, chanting cha-cha-cha constantly, because that was Finland's song. Every time someone was giving 12 points to Sweden, they're shouting (laughs) cha-cha-cha. And, like, when the... um, Scousers, though, like... You know. But even where I was, like when they announced the like public's vote for Finland was like mm. so big, yeah. everyone was screaming. <laughs> and then when they announced like Sweden had won, everyone was just like, okay, and left. Like there was no oh no celebration. No, people were actively unhappy. <laughs> Quite concerning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, still a good time. Yeah, very I good time. I always enjoy it. Have a great time. Mm. Anyway. That's it. That's all from me this week. So, also, there is more. <laughs> because there's what we're talking about today. Um, which is Tarte, the beauty brand. Not Tarty, like I've been calling it in my head all week. Have you? <laughs> See, I think I've never seen it written down. I've always heard people say it. Because I think there's... The the way I know Tarte is... Um, I feel like everyone goes on about one of their concealers. That's all I know. I feel like all the beauty influencers is it on the shape shape tape. tape. Is that what it is? Like yes. all the people on YouTube, not like spawn. in two, th- not spawn. <laughs> definitely not. I don't know. I don't feel like we know enough about tart for them to come to us in any way. No. I don't think I know enough about makeup in general. I don't own no. a concealer because I'm not like other girls, and that's just that's the truth of it. Um, but yeah, I would. I remember like when I would, you know, around the time Dramageddon was happening. Oh yeah, happy four year anniversary! Happy for anniversary, Dramageddon. But around that time, I feel like all and of you the, did it on my birthday. You did it on my birthday. Um, around that time, all the YouTube like beauty YouTubers yeah. were using that. Tarte shape tape yeah. and I was under yeah. the impression this is the best product oh, that yeah. exists yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it, you know it looks pretty good I'm always a bit confused with what concealer is actually meant to do I know because is it just I, for is it spots? just thick see if it was just I've had this right please explain to us because I've got to my <laughs> my big old age and I actually don't understand because if it 
so the only times I really want to use it is to cover up some spots. But yeah. what happens when I do this? And I think generally because I'm not good at makeup, um, <laughs> I'll put it on a spot and I blend, blend, blend. But then it's quite clear that a bit of my face has been concealed and the rest hasn't. I don't it's know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm quite red. Um, and then one bit of my face is like not red. It's just quite strange. Um, so I can't do it like that. So then I would have to wear foundation. But by the time I put foundation on, I'm like, well, I feel quite covered. I'm quite All comfortable with this. Yeah. And then I don't want to do more. And then maybe yeah. it's a thing. I kind of maybe understand it for the under eyes, but then I if look I, scary when I do it under eyes. Like I, I don't look well. Yeah. I'm, like I, it doesn't work for me either. I feel. I also. I always end up. Maybe I need this tart product because, like, <laughs> it, for me, I always just feel like the, if I put it under my eyes, it looks quite cakey. Like it, always cakey for me, and it's always yeah. really dry. Yeah, and then, dry. And I, I don't understand because yeah. usually there's quite a unique problem I find myself in. I have quite oily areas around my eyes. The rest of my face not oily, but my <laughs> eyes specifically are so Holding oily. Actually, oil. it's all there. I have dry skin, but my eyes, the eye, the general eye region, oily. And then as soon as I put like any concealer around there, yeah. where did all the oil go? Because it's not there. It's very old, isn't it? Yeah, I know. So there's there's my information on tart. But what <laughs> what I do know more about is drama uh, in general and always for a while i've been aware that tart i've read it as somewhere they like to do marketing differently um <laughs> i don't think this is at all different to oh, what no. people have been doing for years but... i would say like prime influencer time probably from like 2013 yeah i, I think... feel like the influencer trip was big because yeah. i even think things like vidcon yeah, I would be classed as that because you're getting a bunch of content creators to create content at this thing, so everyone's watching it and they're all watching the collabs and you know it's it's yeah. that kind of principle, but just on holiday. Content and like Love trip, Island. So, and even like <laughs> this is quite unique, but um, like if you look at essentially things that are basically multi-level marketing yeah <laughs> they always like get people involved in it because they're like oh yeah. we do we do we do like trips to dubai there's always a trip That's to dubai such a good so point. there's always content trips involved in marketing it's always yeah, been a thing yeah. but it's a and i feel like hollister did one like in like yeah. maybe 2016 like there has been a yes, lot over did. time yeah and it was you know that made sense because they're kind of beachy clothing get yeah. a bunch of influencers on a beach it makes sense i understand yeah. why they do marketing Definitely. trips but I don't understand why Tarte thinks that they're doing marketing differently. Um, <laughs> they're definitely not. But essentially, they've... I think they've been doing it for a while, but recently it's kind of come into the limelight a lot more mm. that they do these influencer trips. And the first big controversy, I think, this year was when they went to... J- they went where? They went to Dubai in January. <laughs> yep, they did. And this is quite an interesting controversy. I'm quite intrigued to know what you think. So they went to Dubai just they take a lot of influencers there beauty influencers and Mm. they not only do they fly them to dubai from all different areas of the world and get them in the nicest accommodation they Mm. also like buy them like clothes they give them the makeup they get them jewelry like you get treated (laughs) well and they do all this stuff and then like the big criticism of this from what i've read was it just felt really insensitive because um, of the excessive. situation excessive wealth yeah because of the situation of the rest of the world uh, a lot of i mean that this was specifically from an american angle that mm. they were potentially going into a um, recession and mm-hmm. it didn't feel like the smartest marketing move a lot of people were upset by that what yeah, do you think it's like 
But this is the thing that's always leveled against the Kardashians. So yeah. I think there's we were in a turn almost, but I don't think that kind of like McMansion um, aspiration has gone away. In particular, I just think it's a bit more in your face I... now. And I think it started in the pandemic. And I think we're just like in, you know, as the situation is still rocky yeah. and nobody's having a good time <laughs> unless you have billions of pounds. Yeah, I I think we're in that where it's a little bit like, oh, actually, you're, you're showing this as to be like aspirational. Yeah. But actually, there is no world that we currently live in right now when the price of food is going up so rapidly yeah. that we would even begin, we would potentially even go on that kind of holiday. Like, never mind have all this stuff bought for us. Yeah. Like, I think it's just... I don't I don't really know why this was targeted with that specifically being like don't be sensitive people can't That's afford anything confusion it's just like because I yeah I agree with it but I also think then we need to apply that to every time this sort of thing yeah, happens like I, what, what I mean trip. is you can't just <laughs> hypocritically um target all this anger against char i mean they they deserve the criticism but they're not the only ones doing it at all oh, no. like, this is not unique to them as i say it's like yeah. a very known marketing technique not just char doing it I, I was just surprised that that was what everyone chose to be angry about with the trips like suddenly yeah, with that yeah. trip they were like this is so insensitive but it's not new no. like it's always been insensitive you could say that about any time they've done it because at the yeah. end of the day while they're getting all of that someone else is having the absolute like opposite situation and the majority of the world is yeah i think the reason that i don't think it's the best marketing is every time i've watched these videos where they're Mm. in the lovely places and whatever i don't feel inclined to buy tart like it doesn't make me want to buy tart (laughs) i understand i'm not the most obvious um consumer customer yeah but there is other makeup products that i've watched targeted ads for and being like actually yeah i i am quite interested in that not tart but it, what it does make me want is to be on that holiday like yeah. i'm more i'm more like i want to be there i want to yeah. be treated that way yeah. i want to have all these special little treats yeah for free i so i don't see it doesn't sell tart to me it just sells like influencer lifestyle because it's like that's yes. what i want i want a bunch of stuff for free which isn't good yeah. because because of course we want stuff for free. Of course we want to be treated well. But like... We want to go on holiday. Yeah, I want to go on a yeah. holiday. But then also I'm surprised that there wasn't more criticism. Because we saw this during the World Cup of, it, of them going yes. to Dubai. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of criticism whenever big events are happening in Dubai now. Where people are like, oh, you're, you're going there and you're supporting that. Mm. I don't know enough about it really. But it, it does seem... That there should be bigger criticism over that. Oh, definitely. Um, because we're going to a place that doesn't really support human rights. No, and I think as a, as a makeup brand that as well, yeah. because the specifically, like, you don't really have rights if you're gay in Dubai. That's no. not a thing. Like, it's awful. Yeah, and tar and makeup brands like that benefit so much from drag queens yeah, from like yeah. it's from so, from so many things but like drag queens I, I mean i've seen so many drag queens going on about tar and products mm-hmm. like that and it just feels very strange to me that they were like we're gonna go there because yeah. you're you, it's against so many of your consumers and i think the problem or is at least some of your consumer when the marketing goes away from it being like 
tangential to the product. Mm -hmm. So if you had, just talking about drag queens, if you had Tarte that were like sponsoring an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race or something to that effect Mm -hmm. or have the beauty gurus doing something like we we created cat look catwalk yeah we did a catwalk and everyone had to you know do their own makeup with our products to show yeah. how you know it's like catwalk ready if like whatever the angle is for tart i think that makes more sense because it's makeup but just seeing someone go on holiday doesn't it's gonna be like well that's just another free thing that they've been given yeah and i don't really it's, i'm not gonna be a tart girl because i'm you know buying this makeup like i'm still not gonna be on holiday (laughs) this is the thing and like this is kind of what we were saying with michaela earlier that like i think generally people are a bit distrustful of like sponsored content anyway and i think that you're probably going to be specifically distrustful when you know that this company's paid for people to have a holiday like of course if someone pays for you to have a holiday you're not going to be like oh yeah, I hate the product, but it was just a nice holiday. I mean, I'd respect it if they did, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Even as many times as Tarte say, oh, we, you know, we don't pay them to talk about our product. We don't ask them to. We don't ask them to create content for us. Yeah, you might not ask, but it just feels a bit bad not to, doesn't it? If you're on the holiday, you're kind of going to be like, oh, and these probably should. sound like an absolute nightmare. Like, not this one, but somebody I know is wrangles influencers on Mm. influencer trips and she said it was like the worst experience the worst two weeks of her life and they were just rude and they were so entitled and it was all inclusive but it wasn't enough they wanted more (gasps) and there was just like people being really strange it was almost like a school trip she said that it was like weird it's like people being let loose and all this kind of thing but they just because they they were being paid to be there yeah there was like this weird entitlement thing which we always kind of knew was gonna happen with influencers but it was interesting to hear i mean they said were they paid to be there because they've said officially they didn't pay them they didn't pay these girls yeah because they don't pay them because they they've bought everything because it's not it's not technically a job opportunity it's just a nice thing that tart have done see that's so they can get away without like so basically it's a loophole because if they pay them it's you there's know, a contract there's a but it's change advertising of goods. then yeah. yeah so when they they make videos they have to be like ad oh so this means so that they basically don't have to say they, i think ad. it's unlikely that they would have to say a hashtag ad because they're not being <gasps> okay. paid they're not receiving commission none of that so because of that they can post and be like ta 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 and it's not technically an ad i would think that would be the case i think that's why they won't pay them <sighs> but instead they give them a holiday i think that's why potentially it's beneficial as a marketing technique because yeah you can get get around the laws basically goodwill yeah basically i think so i think it would be it works on goodwill because you've got a bunch of big influencers that people love Mm. it's like it's her name alex earl everyone loves this girl and she was on the trip and like people trust her and they think she's great and Mm. she's on the trip and as soon as you get her on the trip even if she's associated with it, she doesn't have to do anything she doesn't have to be paid to advertise it in any way but she's associated and then it's like oh well Alex Earl must use tart then, so yeah. we all use tart, and it's it works. It, yeah. it does work, but it it's still and also I do think it l- leads to a level of entitlement. And then if you're on the trip, because I assume not everyone there was horrible, but if yeah. you're on the trip and you're not horrible, yeah, like chances are you're having a bad time because of all the horrible people there. It literally sounds like Lord of the Flies, where it all yeah. just starts to like set off a chain of events, and you're all stuck there and on a cruise <laughs> if you've ever been in like a social situation where one person is just 
really negative. Yeah, and ruining I the vibe. I think it does lead to like, <laughs> it's like one off piece of fruit. It's going to turn yeah. the whole bowl. Like after a it's bit. It's going to tank it, yeah. You're, everyone's going to suddenly be like, yeah, you know what? This is horrible. And I'm going to start shouting at people. Like as soon as someone does it. You've got to be a very strong constitution yes. to avoid that, I think. And I, so it's Definitely. very good when people do. But anyway, so the recent drama, is, I think it, it this started in April, late April, mm-hmm. where they sent another round of influencers um, on another trip, which occurred at Prince's estate. This was something I was very confused about, to be honest. <laughs> I'm very confused. And when I say Prince... For anyone who doesn't know, I mean the, the singer Prince, not a random Prince. Prince the singer <laughs> that who is dead. Rain, that Prince. Rain. The so artist in, formerly known as. Is it Florida they were in? No, Turks and Caicos. Oh, okay. I believe. Yeah. So Hashtag I mean, tripping with tart. Tripping with tart. <laughs> I would be so upset if my tripping with tart was to Florida. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> so it's just oh we're just sending you to Florida. Um, nothing wrong with Florida. No hate on Florida, but I think if if I lived in America, I'd be a bit like what? <laughs> like don't yeah. send me to Dubai, but like maybe somewhere more fun. I'm sure Florida's fun. I feel like I've hated on it. But basically, what happened is they get there, and then um, sorry, my thing's being really weird. This girl called her TikTok name is Shorty Sin. She's called Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Cynthia. Jesus died for our Cynthia's. Um, Cynthia. Cynthia. Uh, anyway, so she's a creator. She was there and like she gets there and she's posting videos of her room. And, you know, mm-hmm. on its own, this room looks nice. It looks yeah. like a dream. Like, we, it looks like a nice holiday. Mm-hmm. However, some other of the girlies on the trip start mm-hmm. to post pictures. And their rooms have balconies mm. and them sea views. Sea views, just generally the like excessive rooms. Whereas yeah. Cynthia's had been, it had been a nice room. It had been a lovely room, mm. but it it wasn't excessive like these. Like she didn't no. have a balcony at all. And then one of the girls had two balconies and things like that. Like it, it, <laughs> how did she end up with none and one girl gets yeah, two? Yeah, gets two. And um, so people start being like, huh. That's a bit suspicious. That's mm. a little bit suspicious. Um, and, you know, it was clearly a smaller room. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, but it was just a bit like, hmm, what did she do to end up with a smaller room? Yeah. Because it's like rankings, isn't it? It's like, yeah. and I think so much of these influencer things, they all, what it sounds like is they do get very, like, catty and kind of, oh, well, how many followers do you have? And, like, they won't talk to each other unless they have a certain follower amount. So, yeah, if it's... It's like, oh, it could have been based on that, but uh, nope. Well, because people start to question that to begin with, and they're like, oh, yeah. it's probably based on followers. Mm, no. Um, and then Cynthia comes out and speaks about herself, and she essentially has to start with being like, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. I think mm. it's very nice, and I'm the room is lovely, and blah, blah, blah. But then, essentially, I, I don't know, it's just really upsetting um because then she has to keep being like act as though she's not overreacting and she's definitely not overreacting but what she says is because she's a minority creator um she's basically like a lot of the times you do get the short end of the stick Mm. um and whether that's being paid less for the same advertisement or not getting paid at all 
Um, it's And then she says, it's never about the size of the room. It's about getting treated equally to my counterparts and co-workers. So essentially, it appears to me and many other people that it was not down to followers, but no. potentially was racist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, quite blatantly, yeah. I think. Because why did she get that room? There was no reason provided. And we'll go into it because the... CEO of Tar or whatever she is does come out at some point and tries to reason about the room situation. Mm. But why why not have like a random system? I think like my first mm. thought as soon as I'm getting a massive house mm-hmm. and I know the rooms are different sizes. And I think a lot of people have been in this sort of situation where you move into a house, which mm-hmm. we've done with several rooms and they're all very different sizes and yeah. you have to allocate rooms. And so what most people do, because it just saves on argument, is be like, we'll decide randomly. Yeah, yeah. No one's like, oh, well, you just get the big room. Because then you're going to be like, well, why do they get the big room? You're going to question it. What's There's different? too much politics. There's too yeah, many feelings. Like Exactly. So as soon as I'm faced with several rooms, I'm going, yeah. we're doing like a raffle. Yeah. And yeah, openly, yeah. like, we're going to make sure everyone knows we're doing this and that it's fair. Especially if it's like a business trip. Right. Like, it's going to be an even thing and everyone's yeah. going to know it's and been that way. everything's going to be filmed within or, an inch of its life. Or you base it on followers. Like, you yeah. just, you yeah. bring it down to that. It makes sense that someone with the most followers would have the biggest room. It just does. Business-wise, it's not nice. I don't love it. I'd rather do it <laughs> randomly. At the top of the pyramid. <laughs> literally. But, like, it makes sense that the person with the most followers who's going to be it's seen by the most can... like the highest commodity there yeah. if we're putting it down to like literally a numbers game which it will have been done so you i think if you're the tart ceo your options are either just straight up i'm giving it to the person with the most followers yeah or you do it randomly mm. why did she get the smallest room i think it is because it's a predominant like yeah th- th- it was a predominantly white trip like, oh, mo- yeah, yeah, most yeah. of the influencers there were white yeah which it just seemed a bit suspicious. Mm. Um, but And also, this isn't the first time that they've had um, questions about how they deal with race. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, just the basic stuff that I know a lot of beauty companies get, but it's just a bit tiring now. But shade ranges, yeah. it, it just feels like, how are you not creating a diverse shade range at this point in time? It's ridiculous. I think... Was just it, like, even if you was take... Was it Jackie Ina? yeah. Sorry, that's definitely not the way the accent that that's supposed to be Aina? said. <laughs> Jackie, I know. Um, so in twenty eighteen, mm. so we're going way, way, way back, but not long enough ago. Like not like two thousand eight. Twenty eighteen is like, like we'd already had lines of foundation oh, created yeah. by companies, yeah, which where there was hundreds of different yeah colors, different of, shades, shades so this- of skin. So there was a new shade ranges, which include 12 shades of beige and three generic shades of brown. Three. But it's not enough! Three! Like, three? What? It's unbelievable. And for, like, for, it's not a small company. Like, yeah. it's a company that's big enough to be able to get different shades. It doesn't make sense. So it's very much like they're not catering to brown and black girls. Um, I think it's, which it feels like In this day and age... Is racism. Yeah. And it, but it feels as well that they prioritise white people. Oh, like, yeah. It feels that they, that's just their priority. Which is mental. Yeah. I, you know, whether that's their intention or not, I think if you know that you're coming 
across that way you would make active steps to try and change that since 28 and like the the criticism will have come before that but 2018 was you know it's a long while back now so you know but it, it's also like it's not long enough ago for me to be like oh it's like if they had changed i'd be like oh well you know it was a while ago that they were like doing this stuff like it, it wasn't that long like no it wasn't long enough ago so even if they've changed the shade range now i'd be a bit like Okay, but like in 2018, yeah. you weren't doing very much, <laughs> and like other other companies were. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then basically, someone else comes out, Bria Jones. Yeah, about another trip that Tart were doing to go watch F1. I like so this many. This is the Florida one. I think. So many like girls are into F1 now. <laughs> and Girlies, when did we decide we were going to be into? Yeah, because what? Sorry, <laughs> Formula what's, One. <laughs> what's the crossover between tar consumers and F1? Because I get it. I, I think, but like now, I'm just like having conversations with people, and they're like, "Do you like F1?" And I'm like, "No." Just stop asking me. Like I don't like. I don't enjoy it. It feels boring to me. Much love to you if you love F1, but like I don't understand how you just watch someone drive around in a circle. I don't get it. Whoa! Look at that fast car. I'm not into cars, and I, do you know what it also car. is? The noise. I like. I just get like. I get overstimulated very quickly <laughs> and that noise over and over again no no it's very upsetting to me um but so Tart's next genius idea was send all the girls to um at the F1 so I is guess. it to show that in like the Florida humid swampy and petrol that the makeup would stay pristine and beautiful like what i don't think what's the purpose i think like that would be that would make sense but that is definitely not thought out like that was definitely not what they thought i don't think that anyone thought i think they just thought oh people like f1 now the girlies are going to go to f1 and ratters there we'll send them all down there (laughs) stop trying to make f1 happen because i I can't get into it it's not gonna happen for me like the people from f1 at the met gala Daniel, that was his name. Daniel Ricardo, is that his... Why do I know an F1 person Why name? Why do you know that Because one? I knew them all. And then because I kept having to Google people when people <laughs> try and talk about F1 with me. It's just not on. Daniel Ricardo, potentially, if that's who I mean, was at the Met Gala. Unbelievably got an invite. I just... What, what's happening? Anyway, so because of that... <laughs> So yeah, they decide this is really not the biggest issue for Tar. That we're like, how dare they? Anyway, so yeah, Bria Rose. Is that her name? Jones. Sorry, I was thinking about Briar Rose um, of Sleeping Beauty fame. <laughs> Bria Jones um, was invited to this trip to the F1. Yeah, and then it like eventually turned it down mm-hmm. um, because essentially. There's going to be a lot of back and forth with this bit, but her invite to it was just for, like, a practice race or something. Yeah. I don't really understand F1, but she wasn't invited to the main race. No, I don't understand. But essentially, she wasn't invited to the main bit. And I think at first was like, okay. But then after learning that that was not the case for other people, particularly non-black creators that were going, Mm. um they were invited to stay longer and attend the main race day, she felt that she was receiving unequal treatment, which you can understand why, because it seems unequal from that, <laughs> that she was not getting the same experience. Yeah. So then we get the CEO 
piping up in one of the weirdest videos. <laughs> um, because the way she decided to deal with the controversy is by doing a get ready with me. It was so mistoned. Like, I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. I think she thought it wasn't a very big deal. Mm. But I think, again, when people are accusing your business of being racist i feel that you would want to do everything you can to be like i'm taking this seriously and yeah. if that's what you think i'm going to take active steps to make sure that that doesn't happen again in future not like gaslighting don't say it's not happened or like basically you know imply that that's not what happened and it was miscommunication yeah be like if some if people are saying that then it needs to be addressed and that's mm. okay in future we're going to be addressing that we yeah. need to get people yeah. in we need to be discussing this with people mm-hmm. and we need to understand where we're going wrong yeah you just need to make active steps to change yeah you didn't need to explain it but essentially the explanation she gives is um it's quite strange it's very odd because it's essentially oh it's just miscommunication <laughs> And even just like the phrasing. So obviously this video has now been deleted, but she says, this weekend we're going to F1. And I wasn't thinking about- We're going to F1? We're going to F1. That's, that feels- We go to F1 these days. For someone who doesn't know enough about F1, as I've stated, I don't, do you say we're going to F1? (laughs) It's like, go, go Power Rangers. Like, from what I understand, don't like, don't they refer to it like by the like tournament or a place? Like they're like, we're going to- Grand Prix. Yeah, that's one of the ones. I, that's the main one. It's beginning and end of my knowledge. Um, Grand Prix for There's F1. Monaco? Yeah. Rich people nonsense. Yeah. So she says, this weekend we're going to F1 and I wasn't thinking about what's going on at the track. I was just thinking, how do we get the most people to have this fabulous experience? So we made a plan for everyone to have one day at the racetrack, one really nice dinner and one really fun night at the club. So everyone was coming for the same amount of time. Notably, everyone did not stay for the same amount of time. Um, yeah, I didn't really understand, like, because it doesn't make sense why she would say they were going to, like, how did you get, how was there a miscommunication? Mm. Because if you're all going to the same amount of time, there shouldn't have been a miscommunication. And if you've scheduled it. Yeah, I don't really understand what she means. No. Um, because also she apparently is like, I didn't really understand how important actually watching the F1 was to people. Um, so I think that's she hadn't actually invited everyone to the main race day because she was yeah. like, people probably just don't people care don't that care. much. And yeah, again, I don't pick care a, about F1. Pick a different but event. Again, you're going to question it yeah. if loads of people are invited and yeah. you're one of the only ones that's not. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like F1. It's oh, yeah. just a bit weird. It's mm-hmm. like... You know when like, you're friends with people and they're all agreeing to a plan of something you specifically don't like, but as soon yeah. as they're planning it without you, it's like, well, why am I not invited? Oh yeah, you yeah, just yeah. have to invite them. Like it doesn't really <laughs> matter if they like it or not. Um, and then she also addressed the villa situation and was basically just like, um, when you're going on a trip in a house, not every room can be the same. Yeah, we all recognise that. That's fine. <laughs> And for me, or, but if if that's the case, go to a hotel instead. I know, just, why, yeah, if why that, do if this? this? Is be an issue. Yeah. And for me, I value having more people there as opposed to a handful of people being in big rooms and having the smaller rooms be empty. But again, like you could have, I think anyone that's had a sibling <laughs> knows that as soon as you give one person the better option, yeah. 
the other person's going to go, why didn't I get that? Yeah. And I want that. And I'm actively angry that I didn't get that. <laughs> Especially, and that's just the basis of it. So I don't know why she didn't consider that t- taking everything away from it, all the controversy, if you give someone a really big room, mm. everyone else is going to be like, why'd she get the big room? Yeah. It's just how like humans work. Yeah. yeah. So do like, do a raffle situation. Yeah. Like do it randomly, but... Or admit that you're giving big rooms to the biggest influencers. And I think people would at least be like, well, yeah, I you're a business. Why I understand that. why you've done that. Yeah. Um, so didn't she didn't really kind of address anything. No, and <laughs> her solution to it all, she says, I realised the things that were important to me were maybe not important to everyone else. So the team and I quickly adjusted and got a ton of extra tickets. So everybody can go to whichever race day they want. It's like that. It's just not really. So, like, I, I don't feel that the actual root of the problem's been addressed. Oh no! Like, Absolutely. If you, again, if people are accusing your business of being racist, what can you do to make sure that in future, yeah, people don't feel like you're being racist? Like, Particularly when it's adre- very pointedly saying, like, I feel like a second tier person. Yeah. You know, this is language I'm not that getting is the same opportunities like, as everyone else. Actual like employment discrimination language. Like this is the kind Which again of works out <laughs> not paying them, so they can't get any discrimination claims. Oh, I know it's absolutely terrible. And um, yeah, so that's kind of and then um, they went like Bria did another video and was basically like, yeah, we've had a discussion about it. Um, as in she discussed it with Tart. Um, and there was commu- there was c- miscommunication on both ends, and I recognised my mistake with responding so quickly and publicly. But Tart has done a great job of working through the situation with me. It feels a bit of a legal statement, as though mm. potentially someone's been involved and been like, "Yeah, you can't be saying that about us," yeah. um, because her initial video was deleted. Yeah, and the comments turned off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah, I just feel like they just basically got in touch with her and were like, no, you're being ridiculous. Mm. I didn't think this helped. Like, it doesn't feel like they've dealt with any of the problems. Have you seen the stuff with Fanita? No. So, <laughs> TikTok comedian. Oh, wait, I have Fanita seen Leggett. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just a fantastic name. Yeah. Having the surname Leggett is incredible. So, she... <laughs> Now deleted videos. Yeah. <laughs> she announces last minute. She's been invited by Tart. She hops on a plane at LAX on the way to the F1. Hops on a plane at LAX. While the creator is known for her comedy videos, she's been vocal about brand interactions that she felt were unfair. She made a video for Pyrex, which went viral. Um, she posted a now deleted video in which she accused the brand out for lowballing her on an offer and then rescinding it all together. So she's already got a yeah. interesting dynamic mm. with brands yeah. and brand facing issues. Mm-hmm. So she goes on the trip. Her followers have accused her of undermining Bria Jones um, because basically it's like, you know, you're just going, woo, I've got the free thing, woo. And allowing Tart to use her as a representation without action for a free vacation. Yeah. And then people very quick to, you know, make it kind of, put it into the dichotomy of the racial stereotypes yeah. that we are um, used to seeing. She 
is posting tons of videos and then deleting them very quickly after. She then uploaded a final explanation on Tuesday saying that she felt the backlash she was receiving was misplaced. She said the narratives that have been spun about me in the last 24 hours are absolutely insane. She said she wasn't aware of Jones's video before she went on the trip. She said, I'm not anti-black, I'm not a token, I'm just a person on a trip that a lot of people go on. A lot of your fave black girls go on these tart trips and you don't say a word. I go on it and because I'm fat and dark-skinned and talk a certain way, you'll hate it. And then she has her representative steps in apparently and everyone's just like, fire your representative, like fire your manager. Because a lot of it was around like, she was like, my manager told me this was a really good thing for me to do. And everyone's like, your manager is not stepping in. I don't really know enough about this situation or what she said specifically, so it's probably maybe to do with stuff she said, but, like, other people still went on the trip. Mm. Like, there was many people who went on the trip. Why are you not also criticising them and being like, why did yeah. you go on the trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why It did feels you like she's it? the only one that's getting this criticism. I don't Absolutely. know if that's the case, but, like, you can't just... Like, that feels worse that they're like specifically angry at her like there was yeah. a lot of white people that still went on the trip why are they not getting criticized and they've just like quietly been allowed to yeah like come and go and have like this holiday yeah the company still and a lot of it has all just been focused on the non-white creators on this yeah thing. like they should not be held <laughs> like, up to a higher standard like no. white people should also be responding to this yeah because otherwise they kind of endorse it in a way yeah so there was another one, Nigerian beauty creator Nikki Ojunkel. I'm really sorry, I've definitely said that wrong. Um, her Instagram account is Specs and Blazers. So mm-hmm. she posted multiple videos with Leggett during the trip. Yeah. Rather than a last minute invite, she was given a space on the trip after reaching out to a TAR representative. So she was. I found this so <laughs> interesting that she'd asked. I was like, that's she so good. Like, go on. can any of us just ask to go on trips? Like, is that a thing? You get in contact with any company, you're like, can I come? Can I come? But you, you just have to me? ask. Well, if you don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. Clearly. But then she, so she tells her, she tells young influencers that they should be grateful for whatever brands give them, um, and she's she just. Yeah, I don't it's think very that inflammatory. is inflammatory. Yeah, I don't think that's correct. Um because yeah, yeah, it's nice to be grateful, but we've seen a lot of the time that these big companies like abuse their power in the situation Definitely. in which a lot of these influencers are very young and don't have a lot of experience in the world, especially with like business matters, and mm-hmm. they don't have education on it, and they don't know their rights. They don't know what companies can and can't do. Yeah, they're just so it's grateful for the big check. They're being taken advantage yeah. of, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're allowed to criticize being taken advantage of. Like <laughs> yeah. every, like not every company has pure intentions. I'd say most companies do not have pure intentions. Yeah, and if they can kind of exploit a situation to get the best out of it for them, they're going mm. to because they're driven at the end of the day by you know their financial success oh absolutely so if you know they want what's best for them Mm -hmm. they're not looking out for the best situation for some young influencer (laughs) that like might help them might not help them so absolutely you should be criticizing these things because if Mm -hmm. they hadn't um if you don't say let's take a video of my room and Mm. hear people's criticism and then actually think, oh, actually it is bad that I don't have the same size room. Mm. If you don't vocalise that, you'll never know. Like, you should be able to question things. Yeah, and not just be like, like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. It's like, they should be better. 
They should treat everybody equally exactly. as like, a baseline. You're allowed to criticize that, but like specifically in Cynthia's video, she had to start it by being like, "I'm so grateful." Yeah, and it was almost like she was predicting this sort of criticism oh, of yeah. like, "Oh, well, you're just not grateful for the a free that holiday." Got. Yeah, and she yeah. was grateful. Like she kept saying that mm. she was, but like. As grateful as she she was, like she didn't even have to specify she was grateful yeah. because she she could have been ungrateful. Yeah, like just because something is free doesn't mean that it's a good experience. Like no. many like many things are free and turn out to be a scam. Yeah, this is this is how they get you. Yeah. And I think what's really insidious about it is it's all on the black creators who went or didn't go yeah. back and forth, all of the kind of bits of... It was just unfolding for days on TikTok. I was like, I can't believe this is still happening. I can't believe this is still, like... There's still drama being produced. But Maureen Kelly managed to do one video, the head of TAR, and then she went, oh, no, sorry, I've realised that was insensitive. I should work on that a bit better. She's only done two, and she's the head of the company. And yeah. it's like, well... She said that. She's obviously a PR person has stepped in and told her that she actually don't do that again. Yeah. Uh, maybe take these allegations seriously and, you know, make sincere apologies. But I think that kind of the way that the public has turned on the black creators that went, yeah. it allows Tart to just like slip under the radar and then everyone will forget because they've got an um, attention Should span we- of a gnat and it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I don't blame people for forgetting either because it's like... Well, there's so much especially with going these, on. The fact that we receive this information through TikTok a lot of the time, yeah. you know, by, by the time it's been two days, we're now focusing on the fact that someone said Kim Kardashian in a different way. <laughs> so, like, you like the controversy, controversy moves on to something else. Yeah. It's so fast-paced yeah. that people just forget about it. It's not like on YouTube in the past, like, you would watch a video, you might like it, and then you would get recommended things on mm. that video and things like that. And you it would kind of stay around for a lot longer on TikTok. Yeah. It's just so fast-paced that, like, yeah. there's a controversy every week and it's quite hard to remember them all. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It felt like it was not addressed. And as, much, as far as I understand, this is something that Tart have been doing for a while now and that they keep getting into situations and then being like, oh, sorry. And yeah. that's the extent of it. And it just kind of shows that they're not really working on the problem. Oh, no, because the problem is there. And it mm-hmm. would, they just don't want to work on it, I think. I think they just want to keep running the same operation that they've done the whole time that they've done it. But they're not going to be able to progress, basically. Oh, like, no. Into the future. Your whole company cannot just be brand trips. Like, that's not what the company can be. At the end of the day, pe- people have to actually buy your product. You I have know. to actually appeal to people. This is a bizarre And thing. as we've said, like, I mean, I'm sure many people would disagree, but these trips have never made me want to buy tart. There's no. so much controversy that comes from them that I actively don't want to buy tart like yeah as much as they even the the advertising didn't work and also the controversy like added to the advertising not work so it's like anti-advertising yeah (laughs) so it's just not gonna happen so at some point they're gonna actually have to work on their business Mm. and like what they're doing how they're treating people how they're coming across Mm mm-hmm and at, and at that point, I think that's probably what they need to focus on. I oh, yeah. don't think they need to focus on where can we take all these influencers next. On the next trip. It's just bizarre. That's why I, I personally don't think it's a good way of marketing. I don't think that they're doing anything special. No. Because I think it creates like a this sense of gratitude and this like, you're kind of like indebted to the company yeah. as well. And this is why, you know, um, like Cynthia 
said at the beginning, I'm so grateful that I was, you know, even invited on this trip. And you kind of have to preface your really valid, like strong criticism of being treated unequally by still saying, but you know, I know that I'm in a privileged position to do X, Y, Z. And I think it's almost like, you're trying to preempt the criticism that you'll get because everybody will yeah. come at you with like potentially either a very valid criticism for being out of touch or a chronically online take that's like, oh, but so many other people are, are you know, have never been on never been on a plane before and you're just yeah. flaunting this in our or faces. Like, I mean, what we saw with the Dubai trip as well, like turn all the anger at like the, you know, how unfair it is at these influencers who are going on the trip mm. instead of, maybe tart stop doing these trips like they just all together to do the trips and if, if it's just and creating how, bad vibes yeah, and for like people how, to just have a bad time with it like stop it's not useful anymore like stop nice it would it be if they could spend the money i know that at the end of the day the way marketing works is they spend money on this but they should get double the amount back yeah but it could be so nice if they could do something like people their most valued customers who buy all the time buy tart constantly they're the ones that they like surprise with these trips and they send and like they could still do content with these people they've surprised Mm. and like create and put it on their own page and things like that i'd much prefer to see that and i I think it would i think people like to see businesses that are quite ethically sound now like it's not everyone's priority but i do think becoming more and more people's priority and i think the older that we get as elder gen z's you know, we are in the workforce, a lot of us. We have, like, a spending power Yeah. that, you know, we didn't have 10 years ago because we were children on Tumblr. But now, you know, we're becoming the adults of, like, the young adults. The millennials are old. Millennials are 40 now. So I think definitely the feeling is more sustainability, ethical brands, and uh, just non-racist, please. Yeah, exactly. So people do think about what they're buying. And I think were I... Um, running a makeup company right now there's, it's such a saturated market and it's massive it's very difficult to compete you need to have something that makes you stand out and I think the most successful person recently is uh, Fenty I, I yeah Fenty I Beauty. always think this like I think that when there's companies like that you're not gonna be able to compete like I, I understand no. that this shape tape is good but it's only a matter of time before some someone does something better. I mean, yeah, yeah. people go on and on about Charlotte Tilbury's makeup all mm. the time. They love Charlotte Tilbury, and like, so there's like, well, that's one example of a massive competitor. And that's kind of like, come out of nowhere, like you know. So like, when that's such a big competitor, I mean, especially my understanding is Shape Tape was such full coverage, and that's mm. kind of going out of fashion. Like, it's yeah. not as it's a full different coverage. kind of look. Yeah, it's like. You need to be able to compete, not just mm. based on shape tape. Yeah. I don't, it's not going to get you far just because you've got one good product. Yeah. I just don't think it's enough. It's If you're a bad business, people aren't going to support <laughs> you just because you've got one good product. Yeah. If you're yeah. a racist, it's not going to happen. No, definitely not. Well, hopefully it won't. Um, but yeah, let us know <laughs> your thoughts on that. Um, what do you think about influencer... Trip trips. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a good form of? <laughs> does it work? Yeah. On does you? it work? Do you, ha- you know, are we quite ignorant? Is Tart actually amazing? Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. But thank you for listening. Bye bye. Bye.